A Handful of Stars by Cynthia Lord, Chapter 16. As we walked through the front door of First Parish Congregational Church, Mrs. Santiago carried the pageant dress, still in its garment bag, over her arm and the white sandals in her hand. Beside her, Salma held her three bee houses. Rosa, we'll save you a seat, Papere said to Salma's mom. Come on, Lily, the good seats go fast. Part of me wanted to go with Salma and her mom, but there probably wasn't enough room in the ladies' room for all three of us. Good luck, Salma. I held up my hand and crossed my fingers. We'll be cheering for you. She held up one hand and crossed her fingers, too. The closest Papere and I could get to the front was a third row of pews. Hannah's mom and dad were in the front row. Last year, I would have gone over to say hi, but it felt too awkward now. I wasn't sure what Hannah had told them or what kind of reaction they'd give me. If they turn around, I'll go over, I decided. But they were busy talking to some people I didn't know. One of them was a boy. Was that the amazing Brandon? The hair color looked right, but I couldn't be sure. I'd only seen a few photos and never one of the back of his head. My feet bounced until Papere reached over and put his hand on my knee. You're shaking the whole row, he whispered. I can't help it. Waiting for something you want is so hard. I wish the pageant were already done and Salmo had won and I had earned enough for Lucky. Everyone would be happy. But after the festival, blueberry season would be just about over and then Salmo would go. I didn't like to think about that. I tried to stop fidgeting, but that just made it worse, like trying not to scratch a bug bite. By the time the church was nearly full and Salmo's mom had joined us, I felt like I would burst from waiting. Is Salmo okay? I asked her. Mrs. Santiago nodded. She is ready. Music started and I turned to look back toward the door. A line of girls was coming down the aisle like a bunch of blue sequined bridesmaids at a wedding. In the back row of pews sat a group of workers from the camp. I hadn't thought about how they might show up to encourage Salma, but she was part of a whole community there. Salma's dad was smiling. He was dressed up in an embroidered red shirt with buttons, not a t-shirt like he usually wore. I couldn't help feeling a pinprick of jealousy that Salma's dad and mom were both there. It didn't feel fair to envy Salma, but it was a big thing to have your parents come to watch you do something new and important. There were lots of things I would have traded to have it too. There were ten girls, all in blue, except one girl in purple, and Hannah in silver. Hannah's stylist at glorious hair had created lots of ringlets that bobbed as she walked. But Salma stood out, too. Her dark hair and brown skin drew your eye right to her. She looks beautiful, I whispered to her mom. As they reached the stage, each contestant took a seat in the line of folding chairs. I let go a deep breath to see that Salma was in the middle. Probably the best place to be, I thought. Not first. She'd have the chance to watch some others before her, but not last either, where she'd have the most time to feel nervous, waiting through everyone else. Mrs. LaRue walked up to the pulpit. She was dressed in a long blue dress and glitzy necklace and high heels. She pulled the mic down closer to her mouth. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this year's Down East Blueberry Queen pageant. Let's begin by standing and singing America the Beautiful. The church filled with creaky board sounds as people stood up from the pews. The organ played a few bars of getting ready music, and we sang, O beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain, for purple mountains' majesty above the fruited plain. I wondered if fruited plain included blueberry barrens, or if the migrant workers from Honduras and Mexico knew those words. I turned to peek. A few workers were nodding their heads to the music, but most just stood there wide-eyed like they didn't really know what to make of all these sequins and sparkles in church, or that big lady at the pulpit singing heartily off-key. 
America, America, God shed his grace on thee, and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. Mrs. LaRue belted that song out like an opera singer on public TV. I wondered how all this sounded to Salma and her parents. Crazy, probably. Now I know you will recognize our master of ceremonies, Mrs. LaRue said. Bob Kittle, the TV weatherman from Channel 5, came to the mic, followed by a peppering of applause. Thank you. It's going to be a wonderful pageant and a great start to the Down East Blueberry Festival, he said. But first, I'd like to introduce a few people. Your judges tonight are Lorraine LaRue, Jack Winthrop of Winthrop Blueberries, and Sheriff Mark Cotton. We also have some visiting dignitaries. Let's give a big Down East welcome to the Strawberry Queen and her court from the Hillsborough Fair, Girls, or should I say your majesties, please come up on stage. Three girls wearing crowns and red dresses came forward, two about my age and a little one. The strawberry queen and princesses smiled and waved, then sat in a line of chairs beside the judges. And Miss Maine, sea goddess and sea princess from the lobster festival. Up came two more girls wearing crowns and waving, except they had rhinestone starfish in their crowns. Beside me, Mrs. Santiago ran her fingers along the strap of her purse over and over. Some past down east blueberry queens are in the audience. Ladies, please stand up and be recognized. Clap, clap, clappity clap. I looked around to see various women stand up. If Mama had been here, would she have been proud like these women? Or embarrassed? Maybe she would have given a funny royal wave to the crowd and a wink to me. I wondered if her pair was thinking of her too. I reached over and put my fingers over his. He gave them a squeeze. Bob Kittle said, Now it's time to get on down to business. The Down East Blueberry Queen. This year we have a beautiful set of young ladies. Let's get to know them. He picked up a page of notes. Step forward and tell the audience where you're from when I call your name. The first girls just said a town, Machias, Addison, Millbridge. But when it was Salma's turn, she stepped forward with her hands clasped in front of her and said in a clear voice, Florida. Bob Kittle chuckled. Well, now, you're a long way from home, Salma. He teased the other contestants, too. You're blinding me with those sequins, Hannah. Josie, you are certainly a Monroe with that red hair. But somehow that didn't seem hurtful. Mamera might have said I was being too sensitive, but I thought Mr. Kittle was not being sensitive enough by pointing out that Salma wasn't from here. The contestants are scored for beauty, knowledge, blueberries, talent, and personality— Bob Kittle explained to the audience. All those scores will be added together, and the highest score will be our new Down East Blueberry Queen and the winner of the $5,000 savings bond. The runner-up Blueberry Princess will receive a $100 festival gift certificate, and all the contestants get a coupon to use at Glorious Hairstyling. Are you ready, ladies? The girls on stage nodded, curls and earrings bobbing. Beside me, Salma's mom was now clutching her purse. She'll do well, I whispered to her. She knows the answers. She nodded. First up is the blueberry round. That will determine which girls go on. Amber, we'll start with you, Mr. Kittle said. What percentage of low bush wild blueberries in the USA is harvested in Maine? Darn, Samuel would have gotten it right for sure. 98%. Very good, Amber, Bob Kittle said. Carly, tell me a health benefit of eating wild, or health benefit of wild blueberries. "'Wild blueberries are a rich source of antioxidants,' Carly said. "'Hannah, when is the wild blueberry season in Maine?' She smiled and leaned into the mic so everyone could hear her. "'The wild blueberry season is late July to early September.' "'Excellent,' Bob Kittle said. 
Salma, what special name did some of the early Wabakanakis have for blueberries? Salma grinned and looked right at me. Starberries, because there's a five-pointed star on the top of each one. I grinned back, my whole inside collapsing with relief. As the questions came and went, I thought the answers in my head when Salma's turn came up, just in case ESP worked, and she could read my mind. When was the first blueberry rake invented? 1910, 1910, 1910. said. It was hard to keep track of all the questions and who gave the best answers, but Salma only missed one. Salma, what famous poem was written by Robert Frost about our state fruit? Bob Kittle had asked. Uh Uh-oh. She glanced at me, but I didn't know either. That wasn't in the brochures. I shrugged, palms up. Blueberries for Sal? She asked. No, sorry. Blueberries for Sal was a children's book written by Robert McCloskey, Blueberries is a poem by Robert Frost. But other contestants had gotten some answers wrong, too. Mindy Godet forgot half the ingredients of a blueberry pie, and Amy Osgood said blueberries were canned during the Revolutionary War. Well done, everyone, Mr. Kittle finally said. Have the judges picked the top contestants to go on to the next round? Mrs. LaRue brought him a folded white card. The three contestants moving on in no particular order are... Mr. Kittle opened the card. He paused so long that I wanted to run up on stage and snatch the envelope out of his hand to read it myself. Amber. Hannah. Mrs. Santiago grabbed my hand. I clenched my teeth together as hard as I could. Please, please, please. And Selma. If I hadn't been in a church, I would have jumped up and screamed. But one look at Selma and I knew something was wrong. Even from the third row, I could see her hands were shaking.